So Michelle, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to be here me. talking about um, your marketing in a kind of publishing role and then a wider kind of e-commerce and retail role. How, in your opinion, do you think CMOs are kind of gauging sentiment today? Well, I guess um, there's different channels at play. So basically, you want to gauge sentiment across all the different channels that your customers interact with. You can look at it from a social media perspective, obviously, which is the most obvious one, uh, where uh, you think you know people are going to ask questions, post comments, um, uh, even create their own content. It's called user-generated content. Um, you have um, people talking about their experience in store. If you're into retail, and you also will be able on social to sort of perceive uh, soft signals around when people are about to churn. So that's one. Um, there's uh, the website, traditional metrics around websites is how you engage with customers with, with traffic, obviously, uh, but also uh, time spent on page. Um, any other you know, kind of metrics around the average of the value, if, if you're into e-commerce, conversion rates, and, and the others. Um, live chat is a new one, rather the new one, which is interesting, because then you have conversations where people are more you know, sort of direct uh, directly interacting with you, so it's, it's about response time, how good you are with, with your, uh, your customers in that space. Uh, email marketing is another channel, uh, and then you have the traditional metrics around click-through rates, open rates, uh, where people, you know, how people, uh, what, what, what reasons people unsubscribe for, and so forth. Um, and then, um, more recently, I mean, mobile is taking now a big, a big chunk of the traffic, uh, so you, people with, a, with an app want also to have um, stats and, and, and sentiment analysis around, um, you know, the users, how, how often they use the device, uh, what kind of um, um, particular features in the app will they use and so forth. And then, um, I mean, then you have the more traditional uh, um, sentiment um, areas with uh, NPS scores, you capture the net promoter score in stores or online. Uh, and then ask questions about, you know, the experience and so forth. So it's, it's really, you know, multiple. It's, I guess the, the challenge is, is around unifying those, those data uh, uh, sets and, and making sure you, you have something that, um, that is interoperable across different channels. Um, but then obviously when you talk about gauging sentiment, it could be also uh, the sentiment of uh, someone else but the customer. Uh, customer is obviously at the, at the center, but you want to gauge sentiment uh, around your employees, potentially, how they feel about the brand, how they feel about the business, and then obviously, last but not least, but uh, the uh, investors or the, the owners of the business or the partners are usually also an interesting space to watch uh, with regards to how, how your brand is doing. So I guess for the CMO, it's, it's looking at, at, at all these kind of metrics in different spaces uh, and making sure, I mean, obviously, the first, the first thing you want to make sure is that the customer is well served across different metrics is well addressed, is well spoken to, uh, uh, and, um, and then you, you measure the other KPIs that, uh, that matter to you. So it sounds like there's a lot of data out there to be Absol measured. And Absolutely. To, and, so, and so how do you kind of prioritize that data? Like, yeah, what's the kind of, what are the kind of core pillars to that data that you look for? Well, um, I guess before you prioritize anything to do with data, is you want to make sure you prioritize um, um, your customers. So there's a big thing around, you know, putting the customer at the heart of what you do. Everyone's saying uh, they do that. But how do you make that happen in reality? 
and it's, it's increasingly the task of a, of a CMO to, to achieve that and, and take responsibility for the customer experience. Uh, so before you even talk about data sets, you talk about how do you um, um, make sure uh, you know, the, the customer experience is right and fit for purpose uh, and fit for the brand. Because uh, we were talking just now about user-generated comment, how, how customers interact with you. Uh, but I feel that you know, increasingly what makes or breaks a brand is um, how you interact with customers, and particularly what customers say about your brand behind your back. Uh, and that's really uh, something that marketers need to address is, you know, what is our reputation? What are, what are the conversations that are going on uh, about us? And whether those conversations can go viral, whether you have enough advocates uh, versus the, the, the detractors, and, um, and what conversations they have, what stories do they tell about you? So that's one thing. And then there's, um, I've, I've noticed that there's a, a few, you know, uh, people saying that this year, 2017, is the year when almost 90% of marketers will expect customer experience to be their primary differentiator. That's what Gartner says, I think. Uh, and that's interesting because you, you, you could think, you know, customer experience is a commodity. In the same way, data can be a commodity. Uh, but actually, how do you differentiate in that space uh, is, is the other question. As a marketer, you're thinking, well, who are the trendsetters? Amazon for commerce? Uh, maybe Uber for, you know, services. And then uh, quite a few industries are being now completely made, um, uh, not redundant, but um, I guess uh, becoming uh, uh, commodities. I think about um, utilities, banking, probably insurance as well soon. So how do you innovate in that space is, is a question. And um, how, uh, how do you make sure that your customers... Um, will have an experience that they can compare with any other experience they have because what they, what they compare you with now is not necessarily your competitor, your traditional competitor. is any given service or, or, or company that provides an experience and they, they'll have that, that kind of benchmark. So the mentioning of you know, like the, the Amazons and the Googles of this world, is it, for, from a CMO perspective, is it about emulating those guys and what they do or is it going, okay, this is what Amazon and Google do and they do it very well? Mm -hmm. Where do we fit into that story? Like is, it, is it about trying to out-Google Google, or is it about trying to find a smaller sort of niche for you guys? Well, I guess it's, it's first um, looking at your business in, in a new way, in such a way that you think, you know, what makes us unique in this world nowadays? Obviously, you won't, you won't necessarily be able to compete with Amazon. The scale is different, and the way it's been constructed is not necessarily to be profitable. You may have a business where your, uh, your owners expect uh, profitability uh, in the shorter term than Amazon does. For them. So your agenda is not the same. Uh, and at the end of the day, if you tr try to compete there, you may be in for a long, long, long uh, and painful uh, journey. Uh, whereas if you start thinking, you know, how do we differentiate? What makes us unique? Uh, what is our core asset? Where are we credible and trusted? Then maybe uh, you, you start in a better place where you can not necessarily compete, but at least differentiate uh, in whichever space you want to operate. So take timing, for instance. Uh, we agreed that you know, uh, uh, we are in a market that is not necessarily growing as such. I mean, trend magazines are not uh, a growth uh, area right now. Uh, there's areas of, of hope with regards to digital advertising, which is, uh, which is helping stabilize the loss in print advertising. But 
um, for the last eight to 10 years, it's not been a, a growth market. So where else can we grow is the real question uh, based on the assets that we have, based on the data sets that we have, and you may want to come back to that, is really what the, the real questions we, we asked ourselves. So we are strong in quite a few verticals, uh, more specialty areas like sports, like music, like wine, you know, you name them. There's a, quite a few uh, areas where we feel there's a really uh, saliency about timing. Uh, and, and based on those facts uh, and, and the reality of being, you know, the leader in, in, the, in that market, we also thought, why should we restrict ourselves to do just magazines or even digital uh, media or content? So we went into uh, an exploration phase, which was about interrogating those ecosystems we operate in uh, and, and start to think, uh, what if we uh, came with a different proposition for the same customers that are passionate about something? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's yes, there's data, but there's more importantly, the storytelling element, that's our core, and passion points that sit with the customers. So if we address the right passion points with the right content and think uh, adjacent markets, then we can start doing events, we can start doing e-commerce, we can start doing a lot of other things that come on top of our core, which is content or storytelling, and join the dots between content and commerce. So it sounds like with, you know, with a legacy brand like Time that has come from a very different world and is trying to shift into a very new world in that sense, it's not about tearing it all, all the old stuff down and starting it fresh, it's very much about like teasing out what other strong points that still exist and then building those out into that. Spot on. It's about leveraging assets that we know we have. It's about um, building on the trust that we have with customers who are passionate about things that they read about. Uh, it's about engaging with customers in new ways, uh, in new formats. And it's about really going into those markets that are growing rather than, than sticking and trying to protect at all costs uh, markets that are not necessarily growing. Uh, I mean, obviously, we won't we won't um, uh, go about and accelerate the decline in print. We're trying to protect those those revenues. They are important and they make sense. But we are finding new ways to uh, to reach out to the same customers, whether they are our end customers, so the consumer, or whether they are uh, the brands that advertise with us. Reach out to them with a with a more global proposition. So it could be moving from from uh, you know subscriptions to membership where people can have access to more than just uh, the content. It could be for, for our brand advertisers offering services, which we do actually, uh, around content creation, native advertising, programmatic advertising, and diversifying uh, the, the, the portfolio of, of options that we offer them. Excellent. Well, that's it, Michelle. Thank you very much Thank for you. your time. Thank you.